thankful for the goodness of God. I'm thankful for Kate stepping out of her comfort zone in front of a couple hundred people and speaking. Amen. I appreciate that. I'm thankful for Kate and the friendship that we have. She sends me her Bible study every morning. Amen. And uh, so I, I know she, uh, she'd been in the Word this week, so I was hoping she's going to give us something good. Amen. I was hoping she's going to give me a little nugget I could preach. Amen. I'm just kidding. But if you got your Bible, turn to Genesis chapter number uh, 7. That's where we're going to be. I'm going to start talking uh, uh, a little bit before that, but we're going to be in Genesis chapter number 7 tonight. If you're thankful for the Word of God, say amen. amen. And uh, if you can't shout about the Word of God, I don't know what to tell you. I'm so thankful for the Word of God. I, I'm so, I, 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 we ought to cherish this book. Amen. Uh, this book is alive and well today. The Bible, the, uh, the Bible says that it is quick and powerful. Amen. When it says quick there, if you look that word quick up, it means alive. I'm thankful my word is alive. Amen. Right. And uh, I'm thankful I can read the same story five times at five different stages of my life. And it's just as relevant every single time. Amen. God knew what he was doing when he wrote the word of God. Amen. You can watch a movie five times and it gets old. But you can read the same chapter of the Bible five times and you haven't even scratched the surface. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. I'm so thankful for the word of God. If you know your Bible a little bit, or if you're there and you see the subtitle, you know what we're going to talk about tonight, and that is Noah and the ark. Amen. Everybody in here has probably at least heard of that. I would think most of us probably in here could stand up here and give us the full story. If I was to ask you to do that, we all know this story. And uh, what I'd like to point out just by way of background this evening is chapter number three is when sin happened. Are y'all with me? Chapter number three is when sin happened. Genesis chapter number three is when sin happened. And Genesis chapter number six, the world had gotten so bad that God said, I'm going to destroy the whole thing in three chapters. Are y'all with me? The best that I could come up with today uh, from the time Adam died to the time Noah was born was 126 years. 126 years, and what I'd like to point out is, this is how quickly sin can destroy something. Are y'all with me? Say amen. You can be living a good Christian life, and you allow some unrepentant sin to get in your life, and you will be surprised at how much it can ruin in just a little bit of time. I must be talking to myself tonight. Amen. But that's all right. Genesis chapter number 6. We're introduced to a man, well, we're actually introduced to him in the end of chapter number five, but we begin to hear his story, if you will, in chapter number six. In verse number six, the Bible says, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Can you believe that? Can you believe the Lord was grieved? It bothered him that he had created man. Man had gotten so bad that it bothered the Lord that he had created men. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, I'm just speculating tonight, but I feel like we're pretty close to that today, amen. amen. And the Bible says in verse 7, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. In verse number 8, But Noah... 
found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Somebody say amen. If you're thankful that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, somebody ought to say amen. And here's why I want to shout tonight. Because the same grace that Noah found thousands of years ago before the flood is the same grace that you and I find each and every single day. Amen. I'm thankful for the grace of God. I'm thankful that it just, it just didn't happen, but it's been happening for a long time. Amen. Verse 9, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. We're also introduced to a man in chapter number 5. And just by, I'm just talking now, if y'all forgive me, I want to share this with you. We're introduced to a man in chapter number 5 by the name of Enoch. The Bible says one thing about this man named Enoch, that he walked with God. Let me say that again. He walked with God. Brother Edwin, what a testimony. If I could be known for anything, I want to be known by this, Brother Brian, that I walked with God. He was one of two men that never died on, on the face of this earth. Him and Elijah, the only two men who never died. And the Bible says the only thing that we hear about Enoch is that he walked with God and he pleased God. One of two. Are y'all hearing what I just said? One of two. I'd like to know more, right? Tell me more about Enoch. God said, you don't need to know anymore. All, he, all you need to know is he walked with God. I'm going to challenge y'all this week. Walk with God. Walk with God. You ain't got to be special. You don't have to have this big, long story made about you. You don't have to be famous. Just walk with God. Amen. And the Bible says that Noah walked with God. Verse number 10, And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, if you'll look over, in, if you'll forgive me, and just, just, just bear with me, you don't have to turn there. In chapter number 5, and verse number 32, the Bible says, And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Okay, so now we're back in verse 10 of chapter 6, and the Bible says, And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So what age is Noah at this point? 500 years old. Amen. Y'all were with me. That's good. Verse 11. And the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Then he looks at Noah, verse number 14, and says, Make thee an ark of gopher wood, room shall thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. Now, God told Noah to make an ark. Are y'all with me? What is the significance of that? This is the significance. Brother Junior, he did not say, Good morning, Noah. Here's an ark. He said, Noah, go and make an ark. Are y'all with me? Say amen. And God requires some things from you. Amen. Now He gave us, freely gave us salvation, but He also requires some things from us. Amen. God don't want us to be lazy. Somebody say amen. I always say this, and y'all know y'all have heard me say this, but I can't help but say it because it's so true. God will handle the impossible if you will just do what's possible. Amen. Too many people are asking God to do something they can do. Ask God to do something you can't do. Are y'all with me? Say amen. And you do what you can. Amen. 
God gave Noah responsibility, okay? God said, make the ark, all right? And so he made the ark. Verse number 22, the Bible says, Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. What a testimony is that, amen? He did exactly what God commanded him to do. Let me ask you this question before we go any farther. Could that be said of you? Could that be said of you? Don't you hate when the Bible just convicts you, amen? Y'all hear how quiet it got? That's exactly how quiet it got when I was reading this, amen? Because the Lord asked me, hey, Noah could do it. Why can't you? Are y'all with me? He did what I told him to do, amen? So what I want to talk about tonight, and I know Noah's Ark. Can anybody tell me I like to, I like to have discussion, okay? Can anybody tell me what is the picture that the ark paints for us? Anybody? Say it, Jake. Salvation. Salvation. It is a beautiful picture. If you've never done that study, you need to take the next week and you need to do that study because it will bless your heart. Amen. There's only one door into the ark. There's only one way to salvation. Amen. The Bible says in chapter number 6 and verse number 14 that he was to pitch it within and without. That is a representation of the blood of Jesus Christ. I mean, all throughout it, it is a beautiful picture of salvation. But that's not what I want to talk about tonight. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. This is what the Lord's laid on my heart, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you. But the ark is a beautiful picture of salvation. But I want you to understand that the ark happened because there was a great storm. There was a great storm. And that's what I want to preach on tonight. I want to preach on, I want to help somebody. I want to encourage somebody that may be going through a storm. Are y'all with me? Amen. Going through something that is beyond your control. Has anybody ever done that besides me? Amen. Going through something that is discouraging, going through something you feel like you're getting your, your momentum back and all of a sudden something knocks you back down. Maybe that's just my, my family, but it happens to me. Amen. And I want to talk about this and I don't want to encourage somebody. I want to lift somebody. I want to edify somebody. I want somebody to walk out of here with a smile that walked in with a frown. Amen. This is what I want to preach on. He will float your boat. He will float your boat. Somebody say amen. Whatever you're going through, it don't matter how high the water gets. Somebody say amen. If you got him... Your boat will float. Somebody say amen. Man, the Lord encouraged me as I was reading through this. Amen. Number one, number one, every one of us in here tonight can make it through our storms by encouraging ourselves with these thoughts right here. Number one, the creator of the storm is in our boat. The creator of the storm is in our boat. Somebody say amen. I'm thankful that I don't have to face the trials in my life by myself, but I have one that is a friend to me that is closer than a brother that will hold my hand when nobody else will. Somebody say amen. And I'm glad that as long as I'm saved and he's in my heart, he's in my boat. Amen. I'm thankful for that. Uh, look in verse number one of chapter number seven. This is this will bless your heart. Uh, some of you might have heard this before, but just act like you hadn't. Just shout about it. Amen. The Bible says, and the Lord said unto Noah, this is a beautiful word, come unto the ark, come thou and all thy house into the ark. Do y'all see that? Yep. How many of y'all heard that before? Amen. Act like, I told you, act like you didn't. I told you, act like you didn't. Just shout like you hadn't. Amen. Right. 
The Lord, Brother Mike, the Lord was already on the ark. He didn't say, Noah, go get on the ark. He said, no, no, no. He said, Noah, come into the ark. Amen. When somebody comes over to my house, well, I'll be honest with you. When somebody comes over to my house, I lock the door and put the blinds down real quick. I ain't going to lie to you, all right? But back in the day when somebody come over to the house, Brother Chris, you open the door and say, come on in. Why? Because I was already inside. Are y'all with me? And God was already on the ark. He was inviting Noah to come on the ark with him. Amen. What that shows us is God was not going to make Noah ride out that storm all by himself. Listen, if I was Noah, I'd be thankful that the animals were on there. Amen. I'd be super thankful, Brother Junior, that my sons and my daughter-in-law was on the ark. I didn't forget about you, baby. I'd be so excited that my wife was on the ark, but, but more than any of that. I'm thankful he's on the ark. Amen. And I'm thankful that no matter what I face in my life, no matter what storm, no matter how, the Bible says that the, the floods from under the earth, the foundations just busted up and water was everywhere. Could you imagine the violence of this storm? And Noah didn't have to worry about any of it because the creator of this storm was on his boat. Somebody say amen. If you're saved, God is on your boat. I'm trying to encourage you, church. God will never lead you to something that he will not lead you through. If he led you to it, he's going to lead you through it. Amen. And I'm thankful he's on my boat. Understand that whatever you are going through, God is already there. God is already there. The Bible says in Isaiah, he will go before us and make the crooked paths straight. I'm thankful that God, wherever I'm going, He's already been. Amen. And in His foreknowledge, He knows how it's all going to play out. I almost had uh, Miss Caitlin sing, He sees what we don't tonight. Because He sees what you don't. And that storm that you're facing right now, or that you just got out of, or you're fixing to go into, some of y'all is worried to death about something you're fixing to go into. Some of you can't sleep because of what you're in right this minute. But I want to tell you tonight, God's already been there. He already knows how it's going to work out. And if we'll trust Him, this boat's going to float. Amen. Now this question, is God on your boat? Is God on your boat? Are you saved in here tonight? If you're saved, God's on your boat. If you're not saved, you better get Him on your boat. Amen. Number two, the, number one, the Creator's on the boat. That ought to make you encouraged. That ought to put a smile on your face. Amen. Number two, God can use you in this storm. God can use you in this storm. Verse number 7, the Bible says, And Noah went in, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. God used Noah. Listen, he preached for years, a hundred years, and nobody else got on. But listen, his family did. His family did. This is what the Lord convicted me about while I was reading this. Brother Jeremy, it doesn't matter how much money I make, how many people are following me on Facebook, if my children don't get on the boat, I have failed. Are y'all with me? And if I allow my storm to be my only focus, I put my children in danger of missing the boat. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Allow God to use you in this storm. Y'all face to get mad about, about, about this. It ain't all about you. It ain't all about you. 
Noah could have had a little pity party, Brother Gary, and said, man, I've been preaching for 100 years and don't nobody listen to me. But he didn't. He made sure that his family got on the ark. Somebody say amen. Make sure that your family, make sure that your friend gets on the ark. Amen. Who is depending on you? Number three, I'm moving on. Number three, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. We're going to be quick tonight. Not all locked doors are bad. Verse number 16, the Bible says, And they went in, and they that, sorry, and they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him. And listen to this next phrase. And the Lord shut him in. And the Lord shut him in. In other words, the Lord shut the door. And when God shuts the door, that means it's shut. Amen. And so many of us, we get in this storm and we feel like we are trapped. Are y'all with me? We feel like we are stuck. We feel like the door's closed and we can't get out. Anybody ever felt that way? Overwhelmed. Claustrophobic, if you will. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. This, is what I, this is what the Lord showed me, and I thought it was a blessing to me. So many times, Brother Chris, we get upset because of what we feel like we are locked in. We fail to see what God has locked out. Did y'all hear what I just said? So many times in our life we feel like we are locked in and we get discouraged because everything's closing in around us and we're locked in and, we're, and we feel these chains on our life. But you don't understand on the other side of that door. You don't want to be there. Somebody say amen. And God is not just locking you in, but He is locking some things out of your life. Somebody say amen. Sometimes God will isolate us to protect us. Quit getting so upset because you feel like you're alone. It may just be that God is preparing you and God is protecting you. Amen. Trust what side of the door God puts you on. Trust what side of the door God puts you on. Because the other side of that door ain't as good as what the devil makes it out to be. How many of y'all been here for the last three weeks for our series? We see the rebellion. And then we see the ruin. You know what? Every time the devil, Brother Jim, every time the devil ever tried to tempt me to do something, he never told me about that part. He never told me about the ruin. Are y'all with me? He kept that part to himself. Young people, listen to me. Listen to me. Sin is pleasures for a season. And when that season's over, it ain't pleasurous no more. Are y'all with me? Say amen. And what looks like it's great on the other side of that door, you get on the other side of that door and you'll die just like everybody else. Are y'all with me? Be careful when you argue with God over what side of the door he puts you on. That grass might look greener, but it ain't. What's the saying? The grass might be greener because somebody pooped on it. Are y'all with me? Can I just be honest? Huh? Is that how it goes? Huh? The grass, this is it. The grass may be greener on the other side, but you don't know what kind of fertilizer they use. Amen. How about that? That's it. Sorry. 
But it was, it was poop. If you, if, you, uh, if you need me to help put it together for you, it was poop, all right? Don't look at that grass. Listen, it's easy to look over there. Let me say it like this. We in, we in 2023. It's easy to see that post and say, man, they, it's easy on that side of the door. But what you don't understand is God's got you on this side of the door because on that side of the door, it's very dangerous for you. Are y'all with me? Be faithful and trust God because He has you where He wants you. Amen. Are you thankful for the doors God has put in your life? That's easier to preach than it is to live. Amen. But we ought to be thankful for the walls and the doors that God has put in our life that look like they are binding us, they are limiting us, they are hindering us, when in reality they are protecting us. That's right. Protecting us. I re- as I was reading this, I thought about when I first graduated high school, I thought I was God's gift to the world. Amen. I thought... Man, just wait till everybody finds out about me, man, I tell you. Wait till they hear me preach, amen? And I remember there was things in my life that I wanted to do in ministry, Brother Edwin, and it broke my heart that God wouldn't let me do it. I'll say this, it not only broke my heart, it caused me to be bitter. Lord, I'm asking you for a spiritual thing and you ain't giving it to me. Are y'all with me? And now... Looking back, I see where that door was there and I felt like it was restricting me, but it was protecting me. Do you know how dumb I would look if I'd have went out there as a 19-year-old and done the things that I wanted to do? I would have looked dumb. I'd have put my foot in my mouth. Lord, help. I would have ruined my ministry. But God put a wall, a door in my life to protect me. Are y'all with me? And I'm sure there's people all over this building that can say the same thing about you. Or you can say the same thing about yourself. You were gung-ho to do something, you wanted to do something, and it didn't work out, and it bothered you. And it bothered you. I'm here to tell you tonight, God knew what He was doing. And that door could have been the very thing that kept you from dying. Amen? Number three, not all locked doors are bad. Lastly, and I'm done. Say amen, Brother Jake. You will float. Y'all don't even know how incredible the timing was there when God showed me this. I was so discouraged, I can't even get into it. I can't even get into it. This simple thing, that the Lord told me. Look in verse number 16. And they went in, male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and listen to what it says right here, and bare up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. So what just happened? It started floating. I know that was deep. I know that was deep. I know y'all weren't ready for that. I'm sorry. I should have warned you first. Amen. The boat started 
to float. Could y'all imagine what's going through Noah's mind at this very moment? Maybe this was just for me. But I could just imagine. How old was Noah? Let me show you something else. Let me show you something else. Stay with me. Verse number Let me help find it. He was 600. I'm trying to find the verse. Verse 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up. A hundred years. I know some of y'all know how that feels. I'm not even close. I'm going to look this way before I make eye contact with anybody. A hundred years. That's a long time. Somebody say amen. Amen. I don't think there's anybody a hundred in here. That is a long time. That is a long time to be doing this. Think about it. Longer than you've been on this earth, he has been building this ark. That has been sitting on the ground. Could you imagine the people that came by and ridiculed him? There's old crazy, there's old crazy Noah. Don't he know it don't rain like that? Well, how's he going to get that boat from there to the river? I'm not helping him carry it. Are y'all with me? What is he doing? This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Could you imagine his wife? I guess he ain't going to be home on time tonight. Out there building that stinking ark. It ain't rained one time yet. It's been 50 years. Are y'all with me? Welcome to my life. I'm just kidding. About the kids. Is your dad that guy that's building that boat? He's been out there building that thing for 60 years, ain't he? What's he building that thing for anyway? The kids... I, I don't know. Are y'all with me? Y'all got to get into the story. I don't understand what's wrong with my dad. I don't know what he's doing. On the weekends, he had me out there building this stinking art. Are y'all with me? Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Huh? Out there swinging that hammer. Are y'all with me? And then all of a sudden, it starts floating. And every, hold on a minute, I forgot to say this. How many times, Brother Edwin, in those hundred years, do you think Noah doubted what God told him? Let's just think about this. I doubt him if he don't come back in a month. If he ain't said nothing, Brother Bobby, if it's been a week, we got trouble. I'm, I'm hold up, right? A hundred years. A hundred years. How many times do you think he doubted? Now, when he said this, was this a metaphor? Or did he actually mean build an ark? Was he like, was this a secret code he was trying to say? I hope, I hope he was right. I guess I just keep hammering. And then all of a sudden, it come to water. 
And everything God said came to pass. And he floated. I know that's crazy. Y'all like, I can't believe he's preaching on floating right now. But if you look at it from Noah's perspective, that moment when that boat lifted up off the earth was the moment of relief. It was true. Every time I swung that hammer, it was worth it. Could you imagine looking over at his kids? You know there's a window up at the top. I wonder if he looked out the window and saw all the people being destroyed. Turned around and saw his kids. Are y'all with me? Are y'all in this picture? How how excited? Do you think he had a little shout in him? Probably so. This is what I want to encourage the church tonight. Listen, I know, literally, Brother Buddy, I know you've been swinging that hammer. If y'all don't know, Brother Buddy swings a hammer a lot. You've been swinging that hammer. You've been doing the best you can to raise your kids. You've been trying to clean up that yard since the storm. You're discouraged. Just listen to me. I know this is simple, but I hope it means as much to you as it meant to me. You will float. If you'll hang in there, if you'll trust God, if you'll be faithful what He told you to do, you will float. Four reasons why I'm done. Four reasons why Noah floated. Number one, he was favored by God. The Bible says that he found grace in the eyes of the Lord, just like you and I. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2 verse 9, but ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar, peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Listen, if you're saved in here, you are favored of God. Amen. Second reason he floated. He made sure God was on His boat. If you haven't nailed that down tonight, you need to nail that down before you walk out of here. Number three, he was faithful to God's will. This is why he floated and nobody else did. Because he was faithful to the will of God. When God told him to build a boat, he built a boat. Amen. Here's the kicker. This is the part that I didn't like. He was patient with God's timing. He was patient with God's timing. I know I ain't the only one who gets in a hurry. I know I ain't the only one who can be impatient. Listen, if you'll be faithful to God and you'll trust His timing, you'll float. And when you float, Brother David, it'll be worth it. Every nail, every sore thumb, be worth it. Amen. Amen. Let me ask you this question. Will you float? Will you float? Well, I don't know. Listen to this. God cannot be sunk. So just make sure he's in the boat. Amen? Amen. If you'll make sure he's in the boat, you won't sink. Brother Matt, if you will, go ahead and start that. I hope this is encouragement to you tonight. This is what I want us to do before we leave, real quick. Real quick. I I got us out of here early. So if y'all just give me a few minutes. Before we get out of here, let's take advantage of this opportunity. 
Let's take advantage of this opportunity. Maybe there's somebody in here that can get around an altar and say, Lord, it's been a while. I prayed those prayers and it's been a while. Lord, I'm tired. It's been a while. Lord, I'm frustrated. Lord, I feel like I am bound up. Lord, I'm discouraged. Lord, I'm overwhelmed. Who is it? Maybe you come down here and say, Lord, I don't know when and I don't know how, but I'm going to do my best to be faithful to you. And I am trusting that if I do that, I will float. Who is it tonight? Lord, we love you so much. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's a living word. Lord, I'm thankful when I'm discouraged. Lord, I have you on my boat. When I'm frustrated, Lord, I have you on my boat. When I don't understand, I have you on my boat. I pray, Lord, that you'd help every single one of us in here. Lord, I know I'm not the only one. Lord, the devil's real good at what he does. But you're better. You're stronger. Lord, I pray. Lord, I pray that you'd help every single person on the sound of my voice to keep on swinging that hammer. To keep on carrying that wood. To keep on witnessing. To keep on being a good role model for our children. Because one of these days, we're going to float. It'll be worth it. Lord, I pray that you'd help us. Lord, so many of us, Lord, we get, we get so impatient, including myself. I'm number one. Lord, help us to trust you, even when it ain't on my timetable, on my calendar, on my schedule. Lord, help me to trust you. Lord, I thank you so much for everybody who came tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to leave out of here encouraged. Lord, that you're in control. You see what we don't. Lord, this storm is violent, but if we'll trust you and we'll hang on, we'll float. Lord, we love you. Thank you for a great night of church in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed real quickly before we get out of here. I wonder if there's somebody in here and you don't know if God is on your boat. If you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior, Maybe you're in here tonight and you say, if I was to die right now, I'm not sure where I would spend my eternity. You don't have to leave that way. I wonder if there's anybody in here, nobody's looking around, just me. I wonder if there's anybody in here say, Brother Dalton, I don't, I'm not sure if I've ever been saved. I don't, I don't know if I go to heaven, I don't, but I don't want to go to hell. Is there anybody like that? Real quick, make eye contact with me. In your seat, on the altar, anybody? I'm not sure I'd go to heaven, but I know I don't want to go to hell. Is there anybody let make that statement? All right. There's one. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right, let's pray. Lord, we love you so much. Lord, I thank you for loving us. I thank you for your grace. Lord, I'm so thankful that Noah found grace, but Lord, I'm so thankful that I found grace in your eyes. Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, I, don't, I still to this day don't understand why you would save somebody like me. Lord, I'm so imperfect. 
But Lord, you love me anyway. Lord, I pray that you'd help every single one of us, Lord, as we leave tonight, to be encouraged with our head up because we will float. Lord, I pray for the one who looked up at me. Lord, I pray, Lord, if they do not know where they'd spend their eternity, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would help them to get that nailed down tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.